0: I'm just trying to bring this suitcase through New York, see? I mean, come on. I'm just a British citizen, huh? See? Huh?
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Spore the Warning Podcast. This is review number four thirty-two with a review of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I am Christopher Schneezy. I'm Stephen Miller. And I am Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're gonna dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, the gang is all back together. Carson tried to get in to the city with a briefcase full of us, and we <laughs> escaped. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's uh, but, but the family's back together. It it feels good. Yeah, the the new the are are all <laughs> hanging, hanging out together.
0: Yes, it's good to be back on the, the spoiler warning podcast, the most explicit clean podcast on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> is, is it non-explicit according to iTunes?
1: No, no, because I I, I believe stuff, but not lately. It has a it has a clean no, tag. I, I feel like I still believe things. I, Some, I feel like sometimes, sometimes.
2: Like 75% of fucks have been bleeped in the last couple episodes.
0: Yeah, like there is, there, there's always a, a cornucopia of fucks that go un, unbleeped. Cornucopia <laughs> of fucks is the movie we're going to be reviewing this week, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it's, you Katie know. New Katie
2: Morgan special. Uh, just in
0: time for Thanksgiving. I, you know, uh, I, I just get concerned, you know, because... Uh, I just get concerned for Chris's health because I think that he could s- shave so much time off of editing, if you just didn't bleep the fucks. I mean, I know we did. I mean, no offense No offense to the guy who said that the bleeps were funny, but they're not fucking funny. The I one mean, what, come
2: on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Speaking <laughs> of shaving time, uh, we're sponsored today by Dollar Shave Club. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. No. We're, uh, not. we're sponsored by Harry's razors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but
0: uh well, we're, we're, but, yeah, sponsor, I mean, we're sponsored by the alamo draft house take a drink <laughs>
2: that that should be true actually we yeah. are trying to cozy up to the, yeah <laughs> the, the guy in charge of programming there you and, see? and
1: by our trying to cozy up we're just we watch him from afar yeah, and yeah, dream we, about cozying up we him. just go there enough and talk about it as we're walking in there and then never actually try to cozy up right but, you and know because he's totally a listener and now it's going to happen well, I,
0: I, I think there should be a new game after listening to these 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 last few episodes uh, where I wasn't on um, uh, that that anytime someone name drops a theater that is geographically relevant to their location, um, <laughs> someone should take a drink somewhere because, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's gotten a little out of hand, I think.
1: Well, I mean, for, I'm just saying, There's
2: only one is, theater we talk about, though. We go to only the draft I, house I, I know. I just, you know,
1: I'm, I'm trying to spice things up, you know. And, and, and I'm pretty sure there are more Alamos around the country than there are Arc Lights.
0: I, what, you know, whatever. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't go to the Arc
0: Light anymore. Take a drink. I just said the Arc Lights. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But I did. Um, I did go. I did go to the the Cinerama Dome <laughs> to see uh, Billy Lynn's long halftime cry in 120 frames, 4K 3D fuckery. So I did go to see that. So is uh,
2: 120 fps any less terrible than the last time I watched it?
1: No, it still stands for fucks per second. So Great. yes. <laughs> When it was 120, 48 is what we saw The Hobbit in. That's this true. This is like yeah, this so is, many more... This is like triple <laughs> the fucks. <laughs> this is triple the fuckery,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> We're making Chris's bleep jump very difficult today. No, it's just the,
1: the podcast is officially explicit now. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. It's, I, I don't have the cycles to undo it. Yeah, so, so the main concern is, I mean, I just... People coming to view the podcast, if they're all marked as explicit, then... Like, does that drive away the chance that somebody listening to the podcast or does it increase the chance?
2: I, well, I think when when you open out of the gate with your uh, Dr. Strange <laughs> <laughs> masturbation pun, I think you alienated whoever was not going to listen due to the, uh, <coughs> the explicit label. I, mean,
1: uh, I was going to say the kids don't know what masturbation is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, per, well, per, Personally...
0: Personally, if I see a, a podcast or whatever that's like, you know, uh, 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 edited for content or clean or whatever, like when you go into Walmart and they only sell the clean CDs, there's no parental advisory sticker on it. That yeah. that turns me
1: away. Or you when know. you upload your album to iTunes Match, and then when you stream it from the server, it gives you the clean version, even though you own the original <laughs> version. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want clean. Papa Roach lyrics. I want the explicit <laughs> Papa Roach lyrics. Okay, I don't want that. Pfft when he says, you know, don't give up. Yeah, around. don't give up.
1: This just in. We just got another review on the podcast. It says, "God damn it! I tried to listen to this fantastic beast and where it come from." Freaking <laughs> review and where like, it come from?
2: <laughs> where
0: it come from fantastic beast? <laughs> <laughs> from that bug. Ali Chris is uh, having a stroke. He, he he sounded almost as he sounded almost as stroky as uh trying to convince himself that a rifle was good.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, what?
0: Uh, no. Well, that, that was a callback to the the arrival episode cuz you were kind of like, oh, oh I was oh, trying
1: to convince myself that the I I, I yeah, thought you yeah, said yeah. a rifle. I was like, oh what no, are, what are no. you talking about? I thought yeah. you were going back to Billy whatever's halftime show extravaganza. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That is such a weird. That'd be really a weird reference. Weird <laughs> That's tie-in. Why I was confused, but uh, yeah. So, was what, this about me not liking a rival?
0: No, I said that it was funny because to listen to you struggle to convince yourself that it was good because there was a lot of internal conflict. It seemed um, from from a listener standpoint, at least. Well, my my listener standpoint, like like the the War of Two Snesies, yeah, where yeah, one yeah, of yeah. them didn't like the. Uh the way nothing made sense
2: (laughs) yeah you were were like oh so
0: many so many nitpicks but i love it so much i can't decide it's like a dr jekyll moment Uh, like must must suppress (laughs) yeah that's what you gotta do
1: back in full (laughs) strength. oh yeah we're back yeah um but yeah do you want to do you want to get into this episode Ah, uh, yes. All right, we're going to listen to the trailer for this film, and we're going to come back and give you a review.
0: <laughs> You've known for 24
2: hours that an unregistered wizard set Magical beasts loose in New York. Yes. Where is this man?
1: So... You're the guy
0: with the case full of monsters, huh? Use Travels First. Mr. Scrambler, do you know anything about the wizarding community in America? We don't let
1: things loose. Hey, Mr. English guy, I think your egg is hatching.
2: You wiped his memory, right?
0: The no magic. The what? No magic. The non wizard.
1: Sorry, we call them muggles. I don't think I'm dreaming. I'll give it away. I ain't got the brains to make this up.
0: Something is stalking our city, wreaking destruction, and then disappearing without a trace.
2: Witches live among us.
1: We've lived in the shadows for too long. ask all of you, who does this protect? Us? Well danger. He says danger. This is related to Grindelwald's attacks in Europe. This could mean war. We got a plan, right guys? They need our help.
0: Was that everything that came out of the case?
1: I won't let another one die. I refuse to bow down any longer. That was the trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, this is a uh, Harry Potter film, but not Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's in the world of Harry Potter. It's in, It's in the
0: universe. Yes,
1: the universe. It's yes. in the Potterverse. And yes. uh, a uh, wizard brings a case full of Fantastic Beasts into yeah. the city. They escape. Meanwhile, there's this whole potential war going to happen between the Nomadges and the mages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <the> Madges, yeah. <laughs> And, He's like, uh, yeah,
0: I was crippled
1: and now I'm a wizard, see? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am no match. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, anyways, <laughs> Stephen. Was Fantastic Beast fantastic?
2: So I, I would say it was somewhat fantastic. Um, so I think it's clear here that the reason this movie and this rebooted franchise exist is not because there were, like, characters that we were supposed to fall in love with or an amazing story to tell. It was because the Harry Potter universe is so fun and it has so much potential, and they've decided to tap back into it to give fans, you know, another taste of <laughs> what they were missing. <laughs> but that's why they named it Come and Get Them. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, sure enticed me. yeah, And... Yeah, so I, in, in, my, in, in my mind, this is a very... It, it solidly executes on what it wanted to do and nothing more, which means I think it created a world that is fantastical, right? It had a lot of moments of wonder, especially I think for young audiences or for people who are big fans of the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, I think getting to look back into this world under a different lens of like... 1930s New York and the old school wizarding world and getting to see a different side of things and a history. uh, I think it pulled that off totally well. I think few fans of the movies and books will be particularly disappointed here. I also, I think the characters were... Sometimes really good and sometimes not so great. Like Catherine Waterston, I, I really like her. I like her in almost everything. Uh, I think Catherine Catherine Waterston is Bay. Oh yeah. D- Dan <laughs> yeah. Fogler though was clearly the MVP here. <laughs> I think he was the scene stealing character in the movie uh, Kowalski, the,
1: the, the Nomad guy. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah.
2: he's the Nomad. Um,
0: yeah, he he was like OG. He's OG uh, Josh Gad. Yeah, he's, he's my <laughs> opinion, yeah, c- Ant Man, but cause, well he cause like I, I was talking about this not to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I was just saying that like cause they tried to make Dan Fogler a thing like ten years ago and uh um, The world wasn't ready for Dan Fogler. Th- yeah, it was it wasn't ready. So somewhere in an alternate universe he's voicing Olaf. Well, <laughs> well maybe we, we all got
1: like whatever the word is for brain wiped. I, I feel oh, like he, right, should, yeah.
2: he should have starred in Mousetrap. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> you're wrong
1: oh no he should have or he, he should did. have yeah, wait yeah he ma- could he could you have
0: mean, wait mouse hunt or mouse mouse hunt mouse hunt yeah yeah, yeah mouse hunt Not yeah mouse trap. Mouse that's, trap. A different that's a game thing. right
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry my, my mistake is this a game so many things to do with fantastic
0: beasts um but anyway, anyway so i just thought the the connection between because dan fogler is also broadway star that was the other connection sorry gotta mm-hmm. uh, get my facts right
2: yeah don't don't kill me bro a- anyway so i feel like Eddie Redmayne, as a lead in this movie, though, he, to me, he's such a non-character. He, he's the idea of a charmingly befuddled, dazed person. Right? Like, I'm just a
0: boy wizard, but trapped in a man's body. Yeah, like, like
2: every moment in this movie, he's just kind of smirking and drifting around, and he's sheepishly describing his creatures. And I, I, I assume this was a character that J.K. Rowling wanted presented in this way, but I found him very difficult to latch on to as a, as a protagonist um so it, it really gave the whole movie a feeling of just like it was performing a magical world for children and the the plot didn't matter because because there was a character that was just kind of like look i'm a wizard i'm a wizard here's my beast <laughs> here's another beast uh. i'm out um but yeah so i don't know i'm I, I'm mixed on it. I think like the the premise of the movie is pretty interesting. I like the whole kind of neo Salem idea, where there's kind of two different bad guys in this movie that have competing visions of the world, and it it lays the groundworks for future movies very well. It just the movie kind of disapparated for me right after it <laughs> ended. Like it it left so little a footprint other than the awe factor of seeing the world again. I I don't know what to say about it. it it was a very light fluffy film for me
1: yeah i think uh i could probably say without even asking you guys that i was maybe the most excited person for this film i mean and le- like is that correct i was not excited so.
0: uh yeah i was yeah i was pretty indifferent
1: yeah so i i you know i was excited for the pen- potential to come back to the harry potter world because i really like the universe of harry potter but i haven't necessarily been like super stoked on the, the narrative of the universe so far. So the idea that we can come back we can come back to a place or go back to a place that technically doesn't have to continue these storylines and could really almost be like the perfect fan fiction set in the universe with a story that could be interesting. Like, you know, when the trailer came out, there was a lot of like, it looked like we were going to see more wand battles and maybe some cool stuff and like some crazy beast thing running around. And, uh, you know, I, I was excited to see it because I... I was excited to have some kind of cool journey, and I think really from the very start of this film, it's clear that this is targeted at kids, and a majority of what is on screen is not something that is pushing the story forward, but is just look, we're going to have a cute or funny animal or creature doing something that's cute or funny, and kids will laugh at it. Like it was, a, it was a weird, like there were there was large chunks of this film that are just dedicated to a silly scene that isn't doing anything important at all for the story and the other half of the time you're basically watching them do callbacks or call forwards to what the series will become later and it kind of felt like just a wasted experience like i i think that if you're if you're going to go make a film in this universe don't tie it to the other stuff. Like, just start your own thing and start doing something that it, I, I know that it this is referenced in the original source material. But I feel like just because they talk of this book that this dude wrote doesn't mean that we have to go on this specific adventure and forcefully like look at this symbol, remember this symbol, Ooh. and then like things like that where it feels like they're doing it just to pay something off, even though it doesn't really pay anything off. It just homages it, and. I don't know. I, I was I was excited to go into it, and what I got was a thing that, while I enjoyed it and had some fun in it, um, it really just left me not caring if they actually make all the films that they want to make to follow this up. Carson? Oh, sorry. I
0: was writing something down. Um, yeah, so um, I, I guess I liked it the most of the three of us, <laughs> because... Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. I mean, I, I, I really like the Harry Potter movies. Um, I've liked, I've liked all of them. I think I mentioned several times, like how that franchise is kind of like a, uh, a watermark in terms of what you could do with uh, a big franchise like that in terms of, you know, where all the entries can be excellent um and and they they get better as they progress uh whereas you know most series don't um so you know i i was basically just a casual fan of the harry potter movies and um um uh, and you know when this was coming out i was like okay well you know that was inevitable that they would go back to this universe because you know money talks so yeah they they should restraint waiting a few years at least (laughs) yeah yeah, at least uh five years or whatever from the the last one but uh yeah like and and, you know they're they're going back they're doing a prequel but it's not essentially you know uh you know it doesn't have any of the characters from the harry potter movies you know they're going way back Mm -hmm. um and so i was like okay well that's a little different um uh so yeah like i actually um the the thing that uh, that I, I the best way to describe it in my opinion this movie Fantastic Beast is that it's Gatsby Men in Black uh, <laughs> s- set in the set in the Harry Potter universe so because that's fair because uh, <laughs> the whole time I could just keep thinking it's Men in Black like in the Harry Potter world and I think that's like super cool um, I also thought it was a better Ghostbusters movie than the Ghostbusters reboot. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, grant that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So there were there, there was all... with plasma coming from like vaguely Empire <laughs> State building regions of New York City. Right. Yeah. And so um yeah, so I thought that that was like the I thought that was really cool um you know, how this cuz I just I just wasn't expecting how this was going to go um and I guess to I guess to disagree with not only Steven but with a with a lot of people who have a problem with uh, Eddie Redmayne in this movie but I think that casting Eddie Redmayne as the lead in this movie was not only beneficial to them because he's a Oscar winning you know top of the line actor but they he also just like he he doesn't go full like Jupiter ascending but he definitely <laughs> like like, goes over the top in a way that, uh, only Eddie Redmayne can, which was basically my my way of saying that Eddie Redmayne is basically just playing an autistic wizard who shows up <laughs> in New York City, which, um, is pretty, pretty amazing since that, uh, Warner Brothers apparently in the autistic blockbuster game between this and The Accountant, so, um, I'm, I'm all down for that, um. <laughs> so Eddie Eddie Redmayne going around with his case and his you know messed up hair and his uh and his like you know twelve year old look and he's just like oh and he's his like weird maiden mumb- dance yeah right right he's mumbling his lines and and you know there are times when I was just like what the what the fuck is he even saying like it's just like not even like. Uh, I, it's just oh you know, I can't He, even he ima- reminds
2: me of the Harry Potter puppet in the Harry Potter puppet bells if <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you ever watched that well i can't even imagine the sequel where him and johnny depp are going to have a fucking weird off so <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be interesting uh, especially when johnny depp looks like blonde detective loki um <laughs> which i'm again i'm down for that too no you know, um, he looks like
2: robert downey jr in the uh, In Tropic Thunder, in his, like,
0: Friar movie. (laughs) Yeah, Satan's Alley or whatever. (laughs) Gay Friar movie. (laughs) Maybe that was his inspiration. Um, Yeah, so anyway, that was... I I enjoyed Eddie Redmayne. I do think that Dan Fogler is an MVP in this movie. Um, Like, I'm glad that they they didn't actually cast Josh Gad cuz i think that would have just been distracting like i think uh dan fogler was uh, a good choice and <clears throat> i always thought he was kind of like the comedies he was in back in like 10 years ago were just all these like stupid comedies that i didn't think were utilizing him well and this movie plays to his strengths so it was good that they cast like recognizable faces and then had kind of less recognizable actors in the supporting parts. Um, but, but they weren't, you know, they weren't bad. They were good. You know, it wasn't like, cause I feel like if they had cast like all Eddie Redmayne's and all Colin Farrell's in the parts, then like it it would have been distracting. Um, but the fact that like the, the girl played the Catherine Waterston's sister was really good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I'm trying to think if there is anyone else. like Ezra Miller is obviously an, a recognizable face. Um but uh yeah, but anyways, you guys are saying it was, you know, it's it's targeted at kids. Obviously that's true cuz but I feel like these movies are almost targeted more at the kids who grew up with Harry, the Harry Potter movies and now are, like, older. Because this movie is fucking dark, man. There's so like,
2: I'll give that. Samantha Morton's character is – that storyline
0: is a very dark storyline. Yeah, like, I mean, she's, like, a witch and she's beating
1: kids and, you know, there's all <laughs> kinds of shit
0: going on. Well, no, like
1: I, I think there is a lot of – like, there there are some – like this film, spoilers for the first six seconds of this film, like eight people die in the first six seconds of this film. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You just see the film starts with like, a, hey, here's a street and, <laughs> and like all these people are just gone. And you're like, oh, shit, like that's the kind of movie this is going to be. And then it sort of gets tame and we get these brief moments of things that are like, actually, like, I don't know what this is rated, but I feel like there are some things in this film that uh, should push the rating up a little bit. Um but, yeah,
0: I mean it. It definitely earned its its PG thirteen rating. I mean, it wasn't like some PG, like the uh, earlier Harry Potters. But um, um, I mean, it's kind of like the later Harry Potters, which were all done by David Yates, who came back to do this. And um, you know, like they they were dark, but they weren't grim. You know, you weren't sitting there going like I fucking hate myself. And, <laughs> you know, well, it's got the movie. I, you're I talking do, about. but it has nothing to do with the movie. But, but, uh, well, you know, where, you know, where you're just like, I want to see a boy wizard. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> see a grim like Ethan Hawke trying yeah. to find a child murderer or something. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, it was, it, so it was dark. I liked that it had like a, a dark streak, um, but it wasn't, you know, grim. It was still like, still had fun watching it, you know, um, and the i mean I, this is what happens when you have money usually but the period recreation is weirdly good um <laughs> uh but you know they also had 200 million dollars so i would hope it's good but uh yeah and you know it looks good it's a very traditionally shot movie because um, i've noticed recently you know it's not it's it, this this Shaky cam thing. It's gone beyond. They've they've taken it a step beyond to fucking jiggly cam, where it's just <laughs> like my favorite Fantastic <laughs> Beast. By the way, <laughs> jiggly cam's up there with yeah, with Come and Get Him. Um, but so <laughs> I don't even know. But uh so like even the biggest offender recently, and I see it in like TV commercials too. I was like, why? Like stop this. But Doctor Strange. It was all over Doctor Strange. Doctor Jiggly up in here because <laughs> there'd be scenes. There's scenes where like you know two characters are having just like a normal dialogue, and all of a sudden the camera just like bobs ever so slightly, and it just like well, takes I mean, you clearly com-
1: the camera is floating in magic. I mean, duh, I, obvious. You I guess. Around, <laughs> <laughs> Do you even
0: mirror bro? Do you even chakra, bro? I'm Doctor House. um <laughs> So, but yeah, but like that's just, it's just so annoying how like they do that where it's just like it looks like the fucking cameraman is standing on like a tiny little boat in a lake and they just like someone comes over and like just rocks it ever so slightly and it's just like and like I'm like, "Oh, like I, there was so much of that like Tilda Swinton would be on her and then all of a sudden just like jiggle and I'm just like, "Why? This is like c- completely cheapens everything." Anyway, so there wasn't any jiggly cam up in Fantastic Beasts, which was, thank God, because I can't take that anymore. Well, so, so, um,
1: so let, let me ask you this, like, while we're so, somewhat on this subject, you are, you are traditionally the person who would get very, very mad and call this movie CG Beasts and where to render them. So oh well, uh, I haven't gotten to that. I
0: haven't gotten to that yet. Um, but thank you for reminding me because I actually <laughs> forgot to write that down. Um, yeah. Well, I that was one of my concerns going in was that all oh, the CGI beasts are going to look pretty bad compared to like the other Harry Potters. Um, but they were all practical. <laughs> but no. But I'm just saying, like, because I even had that thought. I was like, the beasts, the CGI, and the old Harry Potters look better than the ones in the trailers for Fantastic Beasts. Well, you're going to be really um, pissed
1: when you find out that Benedict Cumberbatch did the motion capture for the big rhino one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was that John was... Goodman. <laughs> oh,
0: whoa shit. Yikes. Hey, man, he slimmed down now, okay? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he had to slim down for straight out of Conkton. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um... I just wanted to say that because I thought of it the other day. So thank you. Um, thank <laughs> you. He played right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I thought the, the CGI was, was tolerable in this movie because they do what they should do in all these fucking movies is darken the CGI so it's not all bright and all front and center. And it's like, ah, like... I know that you worked really hard on creating the bulbous rhino, you know, or whatever the fuck. But guess what? Just because it's super bright and I can see all the shiny details doesn't mean that looks good. So also um, bulbous rhino was is good... my stage name. <laughs> yeah. It's also Paul Giamatti's um, Tinder name. <laughs> I'm gonna c- come and get that. Um. Anyway, so I thought that the the uh the darkening of the cg which is what they should do um helped it out a lot there was still some things where i was kind of like eh, but uh it was fine yeah anyways i think that was about it um i i i wrote down that uh oh well i i like that they kind of just jump right into things um and, and it actually left me wanting to see at least another one i don't know about four more fantastic <laughs> fuckers but yeah, fantastic at least one another... does not usually go well. <laughs> um, I don't know how many I don't know how many beasts they can find, but uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, at least another one where we can see what happens with with uh, with blonde Depp, who I still don't know what the hell he said at the end. I he said like uh, this dance. I don't. He could have said like uh, too uh, many sorcerers. <laughs> i don't know where i was but uh yeah oh well it was an intro movie so because you know this movie obviously sets the stage for you know the next one and probably all the others but um yeah like i it didn't it didn't feel at least to me it didn't feel like like blatantly you know like oh like this is just the setup and then wait till the next one like you know very marvel status um to me, I actually like it it felt like to me it felt natural and was like okay like i I can see that like the the whole like setup of of the characters and stuff and where they're left off I was like i I would actually legitimately watch another one so um yeah like i I think it's been a been a long time where I was actually like I'll watch the next one especially when they have them all lined up you know and ready to go like at least you know they've got them staked out in advance. Usually means that they're not going to be as quality. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I felt. it Yeah, I, I agree. It didn't feel like it was setting up too hard. Like it didn't spend the entire movie like it was setting something up. It just at the end did a little setup. But I think it would be what I would would have liked to see is potentially something where Eddie Redmayne's character, the story's not being told from their point of view. Maybe follow completely other characters who encounter some beast in the wild and like mm. Eddie like all these films are a series of these one-off like uh, monster of, like beast of the week things and at the end of all of them Eddie Redmayne comes in to help wrap up whatever the situation is and finally capture the bee- like he is the deus ex machina that ends every other Harry Potter film and we spend four films getting to know people who have heard of this guy who shows up and like takes these beasts away and like like build some mythology around the character and at the end do one movie where it's all him in whatever he's got going on like something like that could be fun and it would help me get more excited this just seems like a series of you know like sometimes when like a new toy story movie is coming out they'll put out a bunch of little like mini shorts or like two of the characters are just doing something stupid right um and like they're talking about the movie coming out and like that's the thing this whole film just seems like a series of like beasts are cool right yeah look at this beast Yeah, it does this um and it doesn't feel like there was a lot of mythology of the beast it was more like oh this is. <laughs> there just...
0: wasn't a lot of finding of the beasts yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was like fantastic beasts and where to lose them
2: that is true and one fear by the way that this movie instilled in me is that all of them are going to feel compelled to be about the beasts somehow <laughs> uh because that is like the conceit of this prequel series yeah and i feel like that just wouldn't sustain itself like that I I liked a lot of the wonder of this world. I I really did believe the the period setting was great and I loved seeing wizards in that environment. But the creatures on their own, it felt kind of like a semi-lame Pokemon movie to me. Like they like they just weren't that cool. I don't I don't want all of them to be about how the beasts are the thing that save the day.
1: Well, so so I think you could do it in a way where the beast being the thing that saves the day could be interesting i mean there there is one scene in the middle of the film where they're encountering a large beast in a large space and they figure out a special way to deal with that beast that is specific to that beast like that contextually is the most interesting moment in in this film because it's a person who has spent time studying these animals using some knowledge about what that animal is to like deal with the situation and but,
2: like, uh, so what bothers me though is he's like he's wrong about everything he's like such a dangerous dumb person I, he, in he's the city a, he's just like letting out wild very dangerous animals and being like they won't harm anybody <laughs> it's like, well, i mean yeah well, they will I, they're gonna I mean, harm
0: everybody happens, <laughs> yeah but that's what happens when you're autistic like shit gets out of hand <laughs> oh, man
1: oh boy <laughs> <laughs> the views of Carson Patrick do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the views of the Spoiler Warning Podcast.
0: Well, I, I mean, I, I do think that he was meant to be not in... I, I do meant to think that he was, like, to be a little... He was bumbly, like he wasn't supposed to be, like, the smartest guy. No, sure, he's naive. It's
2: just... um, Yeah. It, it is hard to root for for his message of, like, saving the beasts at all costs. They didn't do anything to anyone. When, like, mm. almost everything wrong that happens in the movie is because, like, these things are super dangerous and he's yeah. very reckless about using them. So it was yeah. kind of like well, a funny anti-hero from that standpoint, which is great yeah, for I'm... one film. Just five yeah. might be like a Mr. Bean
1: series or something. <laughs> but it, it could be funny if there's just a series of, like, he, there's a problem that can only be solved by one of his beasts. But then that beast is let like it is just it's gone wild, and each film is him trying to stop the last beast. It's just, it could work.
0: Fantastic, <laughs> sure. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, I I like that he was that he was uh he was not your typical hero. He was he was like this. You know, he even has that line where he's just like, "People don't like me." Um That's a great. And, line. and that was just yeah, Eddie well, Redmayne, too just like in between takes. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um but you know I like that he just like didn't he just did not even care what was going on uh what he was causing. Um and, you know, I mean, whatever. The movie has to be – the the, the beasts have to get out somehow. It might as well be – Who let the beasts out? <laughs> might as well just be good old Eddie Redmayne, just, you know. Never buying a latch just, for his
2: damn briefcase.
1: <laughs> just yeah. I like how, like, they have spells to fix shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but I guess technically he, like, he's got, like, fucking Noah's Ark in, that he carries underneath his arm.
2: Well, it's the Mary Poppins bag that he carries. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: know. Yeah, you he's know. Just got everything in there.
1: Cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know.
2: <laughs> I, I the thing that makes me fearful for the franchise is like and we've already ruined like we've We've blabbed the celebrity's name a number of times already.
0: Well, big- I just want to point out, and I'm surprised Chris didn't be like, whoa! I, it, it, what, Carson, at this point, it's not worth
1: me even trying.
0: <laughs> well, I just want my defense. My defense was going to be that uh, they, the revealed, dark yeah, they revealed it like uh, like several weeks before the movie came out. Like it was a major news headline. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, so. as... as as Steven and I were walking through the mission, having just exited the Alamo Draft House. Oh, um, snap. Around
2: between 21st and 22nd on Mission <laughs> Avenue.
1: Um, <laughs> as we were walking back, I, we were talking about that moment. Because <laughs> we both laughed when it happened. But right after laughing, I, in my head I was like, I feel like I did hear that he was in this movie. But like it, mm. it, I still had completely forgotten about it because I didn't give two shits. But yeah, when he appears on, on screen, you're, you're sort of like... <laughs> Why?
0: Why did they do this? I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't just like a like a Marvel mid credit stinger where he just shows up and he's like, like doesn't say anything. Like, I'm glad that it was an actual like it was incorporated into the movie and he had like a few lines. It wasn't just like, oh hey, guess what? You know, get ready for the next one. And yes, I just snapped my fingers like a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, I I'm just
2: afraid because like. I'm gonna try to dance around spoilers somehow. Still, but like, as someone who knows the Harry Potter lore, this is a known entity, and <laughs> he ain't he ain't Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, I don't, it, it feels like they took like uh, they wanted another Tim Burton star because Helena Bonham Carter did such a great job, <laughs> and then they picked like the super goofy one instead. Uh, I don't know. I'm just afraid of how how he can sustain. This as the big bad, unless it's just going to be all camp. But like Voldemort, for instance, struck actual fear into people. Like Ralph Fiennes did a good job making that yeah. be a very menacing bad guy. <laughs>
0: and also, I just let's, don't see uh, it. Point out Ralph Fiennes, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh yeah, Ralph Thank Fiennes. You. Excuse me. Excuse yes. me. Yes, not Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. No, it's it's Rafe. Rafe. Yeah. Rafe Fiennes. <laughs> It's like rape with an F. Okay, I'll never forget it again. Could, could it sound okay,
1: Like Wraith like with it with an F.
0: To be anyway. fair, who's, whose name is Rafe? I'm just saying, you don't want to be the guy at the ArcLight who introduces the who introduces Grand Budapest and says, "Ralph, Ralph finds or whatever," and it's just like, I like who how you're doing a you? deep cut for yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> Oh
1: dear God! Um, well, I just
0: need—I need to get the audience really liquored up so they can give give me a great iTunes review. Tr- true fact: in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> he did play a ring wraith.
1: <laughs> uh, Wait, waka waka. <laughs> uh, see, I don't even remember what I was going to add to what you were saying, Carson. Um,
0: I don't know. I took it off into. To the Deathly uh, Hallows. Bag.
1: Oh, yeah. What, what, like, one what of the most annoying things about the, the sudden appearance of this character is that, uh, and also dancing around spoilers, there is another character who was hanging around earlier in the film. Mm. And I feel like going forward, that character will not be present. <laughs> and I I like that character.
0: Yeah. He may have had, to, it maybe because he had to go join the Justice League. I don't know. <laughs> but um i don't even know if that's who you're referring to but i don't know i don't even know who who
1: you're referring to oh lord oh
0: lord um (laughs) i feel like the certain entity in the movie will return
1: no i wasn't talking about the entity i was talking about the person who is dealing with the entity
0: oh yeah i feel like he'll come back too maybe wait what (laughs) now
1: i'm really confused
0: I, I was talking about Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's uh yeah, now I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying like I, I hope that he comes back too. I hope that like Johnny Depp goes around and like as a mission impossible type <laughs> disguise <laughs> he just uses Colin Farrell.
1: <laughs> as his like disguise. That would be cool. I hate you so much, Carson. <laughs> you
0: can you can believe that, but that's the one thing you gotta believe.
2: It was weird now, when he um, opened the briefcase and uh Gwyneth Paltrow's head was in it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, damn, I'm glad Stephen got that one in. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, let's move on to the verdicts. Uh, Stephen, if you want to give this a must see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for until pass with the caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
2: Uh, I'm going to recommend with a caveat. I think if, if you are the sort of person who was interested in seeing this film. And you aren't Chris, I guess. <laughs> I have a lot of trouble <laughs> believing you will be disappointed. I think it, br- it brings back the magic of the world. Uh, the period setting is really cool. And even though it is, I think, prone to more lightheartedness, it also is prone to darkness, but it's prone to a lot more kind of slapstick goofiness than the other films. I think it, it will do enough for you that you will be glad that you visited. I, I don't know if you'll want to see the other four, but I think... I think you're gonna have a good time if you go see this movie. Caveat is Chris I guess didn't.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I, I I didn't not enjoy watching it. I just don't think there was any substance to it. So for me it's like it's it's like a total it's like the exact definition of a wait for rental. Like it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, do you wanna play around in the universe? Come hang out in this sandbox, which is like this technically counts as Harry Potter, but there's there's no Like so far, there's zero narrative that I'm excited for. I'm not hanging around. Besides it, like, uh, I I enjoyed Eddie Redmayne enough. I enjoyed the the no magic guy enough. Uh, The female characters were like fun. Like there was a bunch of stuff in the film that seemed fun, but it just felt like a an exercise in showing scenes of magic. And none of those scenes were particular. Like the cooking, the magic cooking scene. Like nobody nobody like even if you had magic you wouldn't do it like that right like it, it's just a stupid silly like well stupid, mrs weasley
2: does it like that
1: so. but i feel like even scenes where like other people do it like it's not like they're showing off for the nomad even though they want to just evaporate his brain or whatever the fuck <laughs> what it's called also whatever the term is for obliviate. obliviate that sounds way worse. that sounds like lobotomize yeah <laughs> it's the magical terms of, of lobotomize um but they really just mean like like flashy thing from Men in Black. Like there's, right? There, I don't know. Also, like the, when the, when the people are like, we're just gonna obviate him later, and he's like, uh, that's cool. <laughs> like, there's never a moment where he's like obliviate? Yeah, but he's a kind-hearted fella. But, uh, but yeah, I just feel like at some point in time, <laughs> what, like if I'm in a room and there's some some magic, there, there's some witches and wizards, and uh, oh, I guess they're all just wizards, right? Are the uh, ladies I actually think witches, called and witches? Wizards? Yeah. Was it was it the nomadges that were calling them witches? They're, the, they're in, called witches. Okay. For some reason, in Wizarding World, I thought everybody was just a wizard. Uh, that's PC Wizarding World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, I I don't know. I I just I just feel like if I was in a place and everybody was threatening to obliviate me, I wouldn't go like, oh, I'm sure it's probably something really nice. Like I'm just like, whoa, that sounds like you want to kill me. So just saying. Wait for rental. <laughs> Carson, what would you give this if you were going to? Um,
0: it? I just realized that that never me, hit record. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? Uh, anyway, I was just having I was having a thought, and I kind of zoned out for a second. But uh, um, I, I was just trying to 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 figure out how I was just trying to figure out how to translate a B plus into this. Uh, rigmarole system um hey, i tried to invent a new
1: system and nobody bit <laughs>
0: but, but i it confused me so much i mean i don't know <laughs> b plus must see i've given a must see sure go see it in the theater do it i, I fucked with it if you want to see Dan fogler uh almost get fucked by a giant rhino um <laughs> You might like this movie. I don't know. That's an action scene in this movie. Things get weird. Uh, Gatsby, Men in Black. If that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will. So
1: Eddie, Eddie Redmayne did keep walking around calling people old sport. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, no Jiggly Cam. So I guess that bumps it up. So <laughs>
2: Jiggly Cam. Jiggly it,
0: It's you gotta appreciate the the little things, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like the little Groot.
0: Yeah, that was a shameless Groot ripoff, I thought. Yeah.
1: But no, it's not Groot because there's like a bunch of Groots.
0: Yeah, like the Groots. Uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I didn't even think of Groot, for Jimmy Fallon. sure. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I think with that, it's going to bring us to the end of uh, this, I guess you could call it episode of the weather Warning Podcast. Uh, all right. Yeah. So anyways, so Steven... If people want to find, they you did find the week, them though. Motherfucker! <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to end this godforsaken episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steven? people want a fantastic beast and where to find me. They can go to twitter.com/sdavidmiller or s.davidmiller.com.
1: And uh, last but not least, Carson.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't have anything to shill. I'm not. I'm not on anything. I'm not on the old social media. See. <laughs> You can't find me seeing it sending tweets or going on the Facebooks.
1: <laughs> I got like your I like ac- to... accent just shifts over time. <laughs> well, people can find me being an old man on the social medias over at ChristopherMurlefecht.com or twitter.com slash Christopher IRL you can find the podcast over at the SpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Wait, are we talking Manchester by the Sea?
2: I feel like we have
0: to. It's not a shack. It's not. A, it's not a shack. Dante's <laughs> Death Mask. This is insane. <laughs> uh, so that means if that means if if if, if it's not a shack is not in Manchester by the Sea. That'll be three for three. Where the trailer, my favorite trailer lines weren't in the were in the movie. I just hope they so don't jump the shock in this movie. <laughs> nice. I, they better not because I'm gonna be waiting for it. I'm gonna be wait. if they do like a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, like part time, like line switch. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be pissed. You know where he says like it's not a shack. Like he doesn't say it as much. You know it's like a different take. Because, like, in Crystal Skull, you know, like, in the trailers, it was like, Aren't you a teacher? And he's like, Part time. And you're like, Fuck yeah, Indy's back. And in the movie, he's like, Aren't you a teacher? And he's like, "Mm, Part time. And you're like, What the the fuck? You're like, That was the the bed. That was the. Okay, that's the take you're going to use? I don't get it.
1: Well, they burned the other take in the trailer. You know, they got to mix it up. (laughs) It's not a
0: shock. (laughs) I don't. I, I can't stand for this.